Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. Interview. I'd been sober for almost six weeks now, and abstinence was something I'd come to enjoy. However much I was convinced I wouldn't, when I finally had the balls to admit I had a problem. My support network used to be small, but I liked it that way. When it eventually closed, like a door that bolted itself from the other side, I slipped into a catacomb. I lost everybody. I had ever held dear, driven them away with my insensitivities and unpredictability. But I got better, and I made it out of the hole with a rope I managed to weave all by myself. A metaphorical one, of course. I beat the bottle when the bottle had me on the ropes, more metaphorical ones, for most of my adult life. And today, I had an interview for a job after being unemployed for over a year. It was sales, but that didn't matter to me. It was a well-paid role in the city, and it would mean that I had a purpose every day, and even better, a pay packet at the end of the month. I felt nervous as I waited to be seen, the kind receptionist informing me that I was the last applicant of the day. It was late, and much of the office was empty, but for a handful of employees who quietly worked in their cubicles, 
no doubt the ones who didn't have partners or families to rush home to. A man called Roger, who was to be my boss if my application turned out to be successful, called me into his office and I felt instantly overwhelmed by anxiety. What if he asked me about my employment history? What if he asked me why I haven't been in work for over a year? What if he likes me so much that he asked me to go for a drink after the interview? As he asked me to take a seat, I felt like I could faint, my heart trying to pull its way free of my body. He turned to take his on the opposite side of a cheap wooden desk when the receptionist called his name. He stepped outside to hear what she wanted and apologised before leaving me to attend a matter that was urgent. I decided to take out my phone and find a meditation podcast that I regularly listened to when I felt a severe amount of stress. I did my breathing exercises and closed my eyes as the warm, soothing voice washed over me and made my limbs finally stop twitching. I felt my heart rate slow and my tight chest finally expand naturally, my lungs no longer feeling like they were filling with water. I zoned in and out of the recording until I realised that it had been 20 minutes or so since Roger left the room to attend the urgent matter. It was strange, but I felt relieved to have been given the time to focus. I pressed pause on the podcast, took out my headphones and put them in my jacket pocket. I stood up, my legs feeling like jelly for a second. I walked over to the closed door of the office and pressed my ear against it, listening out for Roger's voice or returning footsteps. Silence. I stood and continued to wait for a further ten minutes before deciding to open the office door slightly to get a look at what was happening and at least give myself an idea of how much longer I had to cling on to my confidence before it fell out of my grasp like tiny grains of sand, as it often did. I couldn't see anybody. Not Roger, or the receptionist, or any of the other staff members I saw tapping away at their keyboards when I walked through the office. It seemed to be empty, the whole floor deserted. Confused, I opened the door further and stepped out of the office. It looked like everybody had left, but as I rounded a corner, I saw somebody lying on the ground. The receptionist was face down on the carpet, her blonde curls thick with blood, and her blouse torn to shreds. Her pale back was exposed, but some of her skin seemed to be missing, ripped from her back somehow. Between the shreds of fabric I could see deep wounds, holes in her body beyond comprehension, leaking gunk and gore profusely. The stench of death filled my nose, and blood had expanded in a bizarre shape around her corpse, soaking into the grey carpet. It looked black, not red, and made my stomach turn over and feel like it was going to fall out of my ass. I stifled a scream and looked around desperately for help, or anybody who could explain to me what had happened to her, but there was nobody around. I fell to my knees, shaking my head in disbelief, and took my phone out of my pocket with trembling hands. My skin was cold, and I found it difficult to tap the numbers into it, but it had no signal, and I couldn't dial out. 
and ran to the lift and pushed the button to call it. And it was then that I heard a low, moaning growl from behind me. As I turned around, I hastily ducked behind the edge of a cubicle, and the sound of laboured walking coming from the other side of the barrier. I heard the gnashing of teeth and a strange slavering like whatever it was maybe licking its lips. I waited until it moved away and then managed to sprint to the bathroom and hide in a cubicle, locking the door behind me and climbing onto the toilet so that whatever was pursuing me couldn't see my feet. It stumbled into the room seconds later and snarled like a beast. But a distant noise that sounded like a filing cabinet falling down the stairs caught its attention and it left, shambling along the tiled floor and out through the door. I waited several minutes and made my way out of the bathroom, noticing a trickle of blood on the floor that seemed to lead back towards the lift and stairs. I knew that I had to avoid that direction, so I headed back towards Roger's office. On the way back I noticed that the receptionist's corpse had gone. Dumbfounded and petrified, I ran into the office and jammed the chair underneath the door. Just as I did, something slammed against the outside of the door and howled as it tried to get at me. As the door struggled to keep the fret out, I opened the window and climbed out onto the ledge, the wind nearly knocking me over and sending me plummeting towards the ground below. I looked down at the street, but I couldn't see anybody that I could call for help. I looked over my shoulder and saw that the door was splitting, so I stepped closer to the edge and looked around desperately for somewhere I could jump or something that would perhaps break my fall, but there was nothing. I tried to slow my breathing, remembering the calming words spoken by the podcast narrators and even the advice given by fellow alcoholics during dozens of AA meetings, but it didn't seem to work. The creature was inside the office now, and as an ice-cold hand reached out for me, fingernails nicking the back of my neck, I stepped off the ledge, choosing a leap of faith into the abyss over the bite of the unknown. I fell three floors down towards the ground below, the air rushing up around me, almost as if it was trying to slow my plunge. My legs broke like toothpicks my head slammed against the concrete with a crack I could taste blood and my body burned with an intense pain as I looked up to see several figures shuffling towards me my vision went milky as I began fade away into unconsciousness but as the people got closer I managed to spit out a word along with a mouthful of blood help as they closed around me I could feel their hands on my broken body, but they weren't helping me, no. They were eating me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Interview was written and narrated by Ben Errington, with music by Tom Robson. We're currently giving away five free signed copies of the quarterly collected print edition of The Other Stories. This volume collects all of the stories in volumes one to three, with a few extras thrown in. 
for your chance to get your hands on one of these bad boys, go to www.hawkandcleaver.com forward slash competition and enter your contact information. Until next time. Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks 